You're listening to the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast, your source for tips and tricks on building wealth through real estate in Connecticut. You will get the best techniques from leading local experts in real estate and lending. Now, here's your host, Robert Weinberg. Good Saturday morning to you, everybody, and welcome to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast, along with Rob Weinberg. I'm Gary Byron. Rob, good morning. Good morning, Gary. How you doing this morning? <sighs> you know, I'm hanging in there, man. Yes, sir. Aren't you, we all? You gotta. Yeah. What other choice do you have, right? You know. Exactly. How was your week? The week was good. I'm starting to see at least a little bit of quieting down in uh, the real estate market. A few less inquiries than normal, but that's typical for this time of year, you know, getting more into the fall and winter time. Yeah, November through March typically are the slowest months in real estate, right? So it's going to trickle into, you know, people are slowing. I'm talking about more for the Northeast. Obviously, down south Mm -hmm. is a different story. But I'm, I'm thinking that as real estate, as home purchases slow down as goes mortgage, right? I mean, they kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. I mean, I've always found that the winter is a great time to be a home buyer just because there's less people in the market. But there's less homes for sale, right? There can be, but there's also a lot of sellers that go, "Uh uh-oh, winter's coming. If I'm going to think of selling anytime in the next six months, I better put the house on the market. So there seems to be a little bit of additional inventory I've seen come on in the last few weeks. Some of my realtor partners I've seen online, they're posting a lot of new listings. So Mm -hmm. that also does happen around the October, November timeline. I always look at January as well, where you get your W-2 in and then, you know, maybe you go to your accountant and then that then you'd come and see somebody like you, you know, a mortgage advisor, because you've got the more up to date. Uh, yeah, it's a great time. And I do a lot of strategizing around January, February, sure. especially with my self-employed clients that the bulk of their income is based on their business and how their business did the previous year. Mm-hmm. So it's really a great time to do that. And that kind of segues to what I wanted to talk about today, which is building out a personal wealth team, You know, which is uh, entailing with a mortgage advisor, CPA, and some other people that we'll talk about. Give me the concept of uh, like a, what a wealth team is all about. So for a lot of people, the wealth team can be really a foreign topic that they've thought about or something maybe they haven't heard about before. So what the personal wealth team is, is it's a team of professionals that can work together to help advise you on different areas, hmm. um, all different rela- areas related to your finances. And it's really important that these different people and professionals you're working with have synergy. They're communicating with each other on these different areas, because if not, there's some major mistakes we'll talk about that you could end up making that will affect your taxes, your real estate, your mortgage, and different areas of your uh, personal finance. Oh, boy. Oh, so, so who are the members of this personal wealth team? So- As you build your wealth and as you have more and more net worth, you're going to expand the wealth team. But initially, 
you're going to want five members as part of your wealth team. The oh. first one is going to be you need a real estate professional, which would be like a realtor, uh, somebody to advise and consult with you on buying and selling property. That's going to be the first member. The next one's going to be a uh, mortgage lender like myself, a mortgage advisor, somebody to help you with financing and making decisions around your real estate financing and advise you on that. And the next one is going to be a CPA or a tax consultant. And that's somebody that's really going to hone in on different strategies that can be used for you with your taxes. I mean, taxes are huge, both state and local, and all the rules are different and they're constantly changing. So you need somebody that is in tune with that, that's up to date on all the different rules and different strategies that can be used. So CPA tax advisor is really important. And then uh, second to last one there would be like an investment manager or an investment advisor, a financial planner, someone like that, that can help with investments and really building your net worth over time. And the last one of this initial wealth team, the five member team is going to be, you need a solid attorney to help you with legal issues. As you expand, you're going to need multiple attorneys, but initially it's usually going to be like a general attorney or a real estate attorney that's going to be able to help you and get in there for legal advice. You know what I'm hearing? Cha-ching. I mean, what percentage of your clientele have a full five member wealth team? Every single every single client I have that is an investor that has multiple properties has the wealth team because if you go through it, the real estate professional is typically not paid by the buyer. They're paid by the seller. The mortgage lender, we don't collect, at least the way I do business, we don't collect an upfront fee. So we only get paid when you close a deal. Um, so on a commission type of basis. So you're not just going to need to pay to consult with them. A CPA and tax consultant, well, they're getting paid anyway to do your taxes. So depending on how complicated your taxes are, that's how they're going to get compensated. But these people are getting paid. So they're going to be giving you, quote unquote, free advice because they're getting paid when you actually close a deal. The investment manager, financial advisor, they typically either get a flat fee for advising you on your investments or they take a percentage of your assets under management. The one that I think hangs a lot of people up is the attorney, because the attorney, depending on the type of attorney, they may need to collect a retainer up front. But like a real estate attorney, they're not going to charge an upfront consulting fee. They're only going to get paid as well at the time that you close a deal. So you're starting to see you don't need a bunch of money up front. You just need intent to be able to do deals and consult with these people. Well, you people. had said multiple attorneys. I think that, you know, that that scared a lot of people, myself included. Is there a cohesive working environment with all of these? These five members, are, are they aware of each other? You... That's the idea of the wealth team. And that's what I want to instill in everyone right now is that you need to be setting up this wealth team and getting the members of the wealth team in place. Once they're in place, then you... Ad you administer that team by letting them know, hey, tell your realtor, hey, realtor, I've already got a great mortgage lender I've been working with. They're the ones advising me on that. I've got an amazing tax advisor. I've got an, a real estate attorney, et cetera. You need to let them know. All the members should know about each other so that when a tax question comes up, the realtor can refer you to them. When a real estate question comes up, the tax advisor can say, hey, talk to your real estate expert. And going back to your question about how many actually have this, 
Every successful real estate investor that I've worked with has this in one form of another. Sometimes they do have that one attorney that has multiple uh, areas of practice. Sometimes they've got maybe a commercial mortgage lender to help with commercial lending mm -hmm. and a residential one like myself to help with, you know, single family homes, multifamily homes, that sort of thing. So this basis, this five member team is not something, as we'll discuss, that you need to have multi-million dollars of net worth. You could do this even as a first time home buyer. So then at what time or what point should someone create their wealth team? So I think if you're somebody that's got an investment strategy, if you're somebody that's got a retirement strategy, then you're probably consulting at some point already with a financial planner or a financial advisor. So that's really maybe going to be the first member of the team. As we've talked about before, you want to get in touch with a mortgage advisor very early on in the process, then the real estate professional. So you kind of build this team from the ground up. And by the time you're actually moving forward with that home purchase, you should have almost every one of the members of, these team in, in, of this team in place. The key is not just going with the first one you talk to, actually looking at it as a long-term partnership, looking at this as a really long-term relationship, this may be somebody that you're working with for 5, 10, 20 years or more. So you want to make sure that the communication's on point. You understand them. They understand you. And everyone is on the same page with, with all of that. That's really, really important. But I would say, you know, even if you're just a brand new person in the workforce starting your 401k or starting investing, you should be talking or at least starting a dialogue with like a financial planner. A really common question that comes up is, when do you need a financial advisor? People think, oh, well, I only have $10,000. I don't need a financial advisor. That's that's wrong. You need to start that dialogue. You want to start when you're small so that they can work with you and help you go from 10,000 to 50,000 to 100,000 to becoming a millionaire. And I've seen it happen with many of my clients over years and decades. But you need to start with the end in mind. You can't look at it as I'm too small. You need to actually look at where do you want to be and who can help you get there. This is all through real estate you're talking about. I mean, I think that the majority of millionaires in the United States, last I checked, got their wealth through real estate. So it's going to be a big piece of it. But any good financial advisor, financial planner is going to understand the role of real estate. Um, for some, it may be secondary to a 401k or an investment plan. But as especially we've seen over the last year or so, real estate can quickly dwarf other asset classes for net worth. You know, I've seen some clients have their real estate go up 50 and 100,000 in one year. What other asset do you have that's doing that? Your 401k is probably not doing that, even with the stock market doing well, unless you've been saving for decades. Wow. Wow. So I, I then I guess I'm a little confused. How can a personal wealth team, how can they help you make a better decision with your money? So the idea of the wealth team is to have that relationship in place. And there's a big misnomer. There's a lot of misinformation out there. And a lot of consumers, they go and they use a realtor to buy their home. And then they use a mortgage lender to get the mortgage. And then let's say three years later, they want to buy another home. They find a different realtor. 
different mortgage lender. They're dealing with different people. That's not really the way that you want to go about it. You want to have the synergy with the team so they can work together to make the best decisions for you because then you're dealing with professionals that you have a relationship with. And not only do you know them and you know their expertise, but they know you, they know your goals, they know what you're trying to accomplish and they can help you actually get to where you want to be. You can also avoid mistakes. I think that's the biggest thing that people need to understand about making better decisions with a wealth team is that they can help you avoid mistakes. So if you just were dealing with a realtor that doesn't have tax expertise, well, then you could make a big tax mistake on your next real estate purchase. But what if your realtor is actually talking with and communicating with your tax advisor, your CPA, your financial advisor? Now you can avoid those mistakes, you know? And usually people look at these as all separate. I'm gonna talk to this person, I'm gonna talk to that right, person. Right, it's all right. separate. There has to be, and this is a simple thing to do. It's just a matter of knowing about it. And, uh, you know, the light bulb's probably going off for you right now. I think a lot of listeners are going, wow, this makes total sense. It doesn't cost any extra money to do this. You just have to put the foundation in place and then let everyone know your plan. Let everyone know, I've got these other experts that I've hired. I've got these other people on my team so that they can know, hey, you should talk to your financial advisor about this. I tell my clients all the time when they ask me a tax question, I'm not a tax advisor. You need to consult with your CPA. Have they told me, Rob, I have a great CPA and here's their contact info. We can get them in tune. We can get them involved in that conversation. The other reason and the other thing that you can really see as an advantage of having the wealth team as far as making better decisions is that when an investment opportunity comes up, for example, with a realtor, with a financial planner, if they know that you've got a wealth team and that you're serious about building wealth through real estate, they can say, gosh, Gary, I know he's interested in this opportunity. Then you're top of mind and they can be coming to you with opportunities and saying, hey, I know you talked about wanting to buy that multifamily home. I have the perfect one here for you. And here's the option that you have. Then again, you can spur into action quickly. You can be decisive, which is really important when you're taking advantage of investment opportunities. And you can get the other members involved of the wealth team quickly, see if that investment meets your criteria and accomplishes your goals and move forward very, very quickly. So I think getting investment ideas can be big, both on the real estate end and the financial consultant or financial advisor end. Another really common thing is people ask about is, well, what about setting up an investment plan? or designing a personal investment strategy. This is all in tune with that because, again, everything is intertwined. When it comes to your money, your debt, your assets, your real estate, your 401k, your retirement, it all has to be in synergy. If it's not, you're going to find yourself, like many people, house rich and cash poor or the opposite. But when these things actually work in synergy, as I've done myself and advised hundreds of clients on recently, it really just works well. It's like music to your ears when you start seeing all this stuff working together. And you know when you're making a decision, Gary, that it's a good decision and it's going to accomplish your long-term goals. You said something about having a long-term relationship, but obviously you want to hire these younger people. You don't want to hire somebody who's on their way out if you're looking for a long-term relationship. You know, I would say to that, if you're going to hire a financial advisor who's in their 60s or 70s, yeah, they're probably not going to be around you know, 20 years from now, at least in the industry uh, to help you with that. So in the case where you have to replace a member of a wealth team, it's not the end of the world. If you have five members and one of them retires or one of them, you know, does something else, you can still find somebody to replace that. And we'll talk about maybe some different ways to find members here. You would also mention a moment ago, I just just dissecting things that you're saying here. 
um, that you're not, a, you, you, you admit, you, I'm not a tax professional. You need to consult right. with, your, with your CPA. So why is having a wealth team so important then from a tax standpoint? So taxation is really a big topic. And I think everybody's trying to pay as little taxes as possible and maximize how much money they have in their bank account and in their assets. And, uh, you know, the right tax decisions, the right tax consulting can make all the difference with that. So I think when you're making decisions about real estate money and investments without having that advisor, you kind of just do what you think. It's on a whim. You know, a decision comes up, you just make it. And maybe you think, oh, I'm not rich enough for that. I'm not wealthy enough to have a, a consultant work with me on that. And that's really the wrong approach. And sometimes the order that things are done and how they're structured can save thousands or tens of thousands of dollars in taxes. I'll give you an example of that would be something in real estate called a 1031 exchange where you sell one property and buy another. The reason that you do that is to avoid or delay income taxes or uh, you know capital gains taxes. Well, if you don't know about that strategy, if you don't have a tax consultant advising you on this stuff, if you're doing your taxes at H&R Block or Jackson Hewitt or one of these companies where you're just a number, they really don't know you, what you're trying to accomplish. They're not going to be able to consult with you on topics like 1031 exchanges. That one idea alone could save tens of thousands of dollars. I've seen even one client down in Florida say, saved over $100,000 in capital gains when they sold an apartment building and bought another investment. And it was because they had this wealth team set up. They knew how to structure it. They knew the timing. If you're even one day off when doing this stuff, it blows up in your face and you can't take advantage of it anymore. So the small price that you'll pay to set this wealth team up, more so on the time than the money part, is really going to pay in spades long term when it comes to avoiding these mistakes when it comes to taxes and maximizing deductibility. You know, there's a lot of deductibility when it comes to real estate, investment properties, uh, rental income, that sort of thing. There's a lot of write-offs that are available with real estate and real property that are not available with other types of investments like stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. By having this team in place, by having specifically that tax advisor that understands these concepts, that knows the tax code, that knows changes coming, they can really help you to time this all right and say, hey, you'll want to sell the property this year, not next year because of a future change, that sort of thing. Does that make sense? Actually, it does. Uh, but when it comes to like legacy and estate planning, what are the advantages of having a wealth team? Yeah, so nobody really wants to talk about, you know, unforeseen circumstances like, you know, probate, death and, and things of that nature oh. that do come about. But real estate typically does end up being a big part of that. Just assets in general, retirement plans and investment accounts end up being huge when it comes to legacy planning and planning for the future, future generations and passing down real estate and wealth. So what you really want to do in terms of the wealth team when it comes to the legacy and estate planning is, of course, you want to set up and have an attorney. Typically, an attorney is going to be one that specializes in the estate planning and legacy planning. Right. So your attorney, a lot of the time, can talk to and communicate with your tax consultant. And between the two of them, they can come up with a really solid long-term plan of what happens if you die tomorrow? What happens if you die five years from now? What's going to happen to your real estate? What's going to happen to your investment accounts? Where's all this equity that you've built up going to end up going? And unfortunately, when things go bad, as we've seen in the news and the media with celebrities and whatnot, if there's not these estate planning and legacy strategies put in place before things go bad, it's too late. You know, at that point, you're at the mercy of 
the state and local governments. You're at the mercy of the federal government. And unfortunately, they aren't very good at dividing assets. They don't do things very fairly when it comes to taxation and things, as we all know. So it's really important to set things up while things are good so that when they go bad, there's a point of contact. There's somebody that knows what's going on. There's somebody that knows your plan and it's in writing and it's in place before it's too late. So that's the first thing. The second thing is part of the process of establishing the wealth team is going to be having you potentially, depending on the level you're at, maybe you're setting up some trusts to have, you know, with real estate and with assets. Maybe you've got properties and investments and wealth that needs to be transferred to LLCs, different corporations, or these trusts. Well, you're not going to think about that if you don't have these members. That's what they specialize in. That's what their expertise is in. And again, you set this up while you're in good health. You set this up while you can so that when you can't and it's too late, you know that your family, your future generations, and everyone that you love and care about is going to be taken care of because of the great decisions you made while you could. Folks, you are listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast. You can uh, contact Rob Weinberg very easily at 860-413-3938. I'll give you that phone number towards the end of the show as well. And uh, you can, of course, check them out online at www.connecticutmortgagelending.com. Along with Rob Weinberg, I'm Gary Byron. Um, what role, then, should the mortgage advisor play with within you know, the wealth team that you just described? Yeah, so I think on the surface, if you think about the wealth team, you say, well, the mortgage advisor, they're just there to help you with a mortgage. They're just there to right, help you with right, a loan. Right. That's really incorrect. If you have a good mortgage advisor with a lot of experience that's seen thousands of loan applications in their career and knows different circumstances, different programs, what I've seen is that I end up being the quarterback of the entire wealth team. You know, think about a football team and the, the role the quarterback plays. The mortgage advisor should be, if they're doing it right, the quarterback of your wealth team. They should be able to help you to say, hey, before we do this, you need to talk to this person. Hey, before we make this decision or take this type of loan, let's consult with your financial advisor about where you're at with your retirement. What are your long-term goals with this property? Let's get some other people involved that are unbiased before we make emotional decisions. So I, all the time, am turning people back to the other members of the wealth team and saying to them, hey, do you have that tax advisor? Do you have that real estate professional that you deal with, that you trust, that you like and have worked with before? So the mortgage advisor can really work with other members, again, communicating through email, phone calls and that sort of thing. And they can implement strategies like we've talked about on other shows, equity repositioning, debt consolidation, cash out refinancing to buy other properties. These are amazing opportunities. Your financial advisor, your investment consultant, they might not even know that you've got all this equity in the home, but me as the mortgage advisor, I do know what you have for equity. I can bring ideas and strategies to them and say, hey, we've got this great option. Maybe instead of cashing that 401k out or taking a loan against this investment, why don't we just refinance or put a mortgage on this property? These are things a lot of investment consultants and advisors, they don't really think about. Mm. They need the mortgage advisor to show them the options that are there because people are just really uh, un unknown and really just concerned that they may not be able to do this. So they need people to guide them on the way. That's where the mortgage advisor is really going to come in and help them actually implement these strategies. So then I don't know how, I don't know, how, how should I, how often should I be meeting with each member of this wealth team? 
Yeah, so that's a good question because like you were saying at the beginning of the episode about how much is it going to cost? I mean, you're not going to be talking to these people on a weekly well, basis. Because they typically. say you gave the example of even if you only had $10,000, yes, you should be. Well, there goes my $10,000. It just defeated the purpose. I just spread out over five people. Now my $10,000 that I had is down to two. Right. But like I said, the majority of these other than the attorney are, are not going to be paid an upfront, upfront fee. Right. They're going to be actually giving you good advice so that they can make money when a transaction closes. They're on commission, so to speak. So it's their motive to help help you get deals done so they can be compensated in that way. So the answer to the question of when should I be talking to these advisors? When should I be consulting with my wealth team? The simple answer is whenever an opportunity arises, you want to consult the appropriate members. Mm -hmm. If an investment opportunity comes up, for buying a property. Let's talk to the real estate professional. Let's talk to your tax advisor. Let's talk to your investment advisor. Let's bring them into the fold to make sure that this is in tune with your long-term financial plan. They may say, no, do not buy that property because it doesn't meet your goals of what we talked about, of what we put in place. Or maybe it's the exact opposite of what you should be doing based on what they know. You need that unbiased approach. That's why you can't just have a one or two member wealth team. You need people that specialize in all the areas. So when the opportunity arises, you want to consult with them. I would say even if an opportunity does not come up, you should be talking to every member of your wealth team at least once per year doing just a basic consultation. Like I do with my clients, an annual mortgage review, you should be doing an annual investment review, annual real estate review, annual tax review with all of the different members that need to be in tune with these. If you're an active investor, if you're somebody that does a lot of investing and you have a lot of properties, then you probably are going to be looking at meeting with them on a quarterly basis. I mean, there's a lot of clients that I meet with Literally every couple months, we're doing consulting, we're doing advice, we're talking about strategies, we're planning literally sometimes six, nine, 12 months, sometimes even several years ahead to get them in play. Maybe they have to work on their credit, maybe a property they're going to do an addition to and there'll be an opportunity to refinance. We need to know about all this so we can strike while the iron is hot. If we know there's going to be an opportunity in February of next year, then why should we be waiting till then? Let's get you in tune with it now. Let's make sure that all the items that need to be where they are, your credit, your income, your equity, let's get it where it needs to be so that when it's time, we can strike while it's the right time. I don't have much time left, but I, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you, where can I source and, and find the members of my wealth team? Yeah, so it's really a difficult thing for people that don't have experience with investing right. and wealth, you know, wealth creation to find these members because it's like, where do I go? Do I pull up the phone book or how do I find them? So friends, you know? Yeah. So I think there's two main areas that I would focus on when it comes to building your wealth team. The first area is you want to talk to other people in your life, friends, family, coworkers that are where you want to be. Mm -hmm. So maybe they have a real estate portfolio. Maybe they have that seven figure retirement plan, that sort of thing. And you want to get a referral from them mm -hmm. and find out who do you use for taxes? Who's your mortgage advisor? Right. Who's your recommendations, real estate pro? referrals? And then the other one would be online, uh, online ratings and reviews, Google, Yelp, Facebook, 
go look up people once you get a recommendation and start honing in on them. Do they have the experience? Do they have the ratings? You want someone who's four or five star rated. You want you don't want a one star. You don't want a two star. When you're looking to get a good steak, do you go to the one star spot with the low price or do you go to the place that has the five star reviews, hundreds of them, and you know you're getting the best value? That's what you want with the wealth team. So use both referrals along with the online ratings and reviews. What about somebody local? Does that make a difference or not? You know, real estate and mortgage, I do like, if possible, to have someone local, if not right in your area. They at least have experience working in your area. The other ones like financial advisors, tax consultants, I actually personally, my tax advisor is down in North Carolina. So some of that stuff doesn't matter as long as they're in tune with the local, state, federal, those type of rules. you got property down there too, right? Yes, sir. Folks, again, you are listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge Podcast. You can check them out online at uh, www.connecticutmortgagelending.com. Again, connecticutmortgagelending.com. And by the way, if you've got a question that you'd like to have answered right here on these very airwaves, it's simple to contact us. Simply email us at mortgagemattersradioshow at gmail.com. And if you'd like to schedule an appointment with Rob, that's easy to do as well. Give him a buzz. Write this phone number down, 860-413-3938. Again, I'll repeat that for you, 860-413-3938. For Rob Weinberg, I'm Gary Byron. Thank you so much for listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge Podcast. Until next Saturday morning, have a good one. Thanks for listening. If you have questions about the information we've covered or would like to discuss mortgage financing for your situation, you can reach Robert Weinberg by visiting www.robgw.com.